Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Camaro Dave and Commander Chris, coming to you from our world-famous Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland. Uh, And Dave and Chris are around here somewhere, but uh, not in the studio with me right now. We'd like to thank the folks over at Painted Hills Natural Beef. As you've heard me say many times before, it's beef the way nature intended, and it's really great stuff. So if you can get your hands on it, uh, at your local supermarket or at a restaurant. That's terrific. If not, go to PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com and they've got a store locator and they will help you out. So this is one of our special shows and this one I'm going to call the Boo Show just for lack of sophistication on my part. And today to start off, we've got uh, Emily Darchuk from Wayward Spirit. Now, Emily, Emily and I have a connection here. We're both Oregon State grads and I'm very proud of her for doing that. Uh, but she created something that I think is uh, really fascinating. So, Emily, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. No worries. So give them a little background on you. You're a food scientist um, and you were looking at byproducts. I guess I would say that that is comes from the way that's W-H-E-Y. And you came up with an idea to distill it. Um, That's a thumbnail sketch. I'm going to let you explain it. Yeah. So our company is called Wayward Spirit. And we like to say our name has multiple meanings. Uh, First of all, it's just that wayward mentality to do things differently for the right reasons. And for us, it's the audacity to make a flavorful, clear spirit with flavor and also to make a difference through our sourcing. So... My journey and my why in starting this company is really seeing this big gap in the food system. For every one pound of cheese made, you have nine pounds away left over. Super nutritious, super high quality, really mild, nice creamy flavor. Same thing that taps into whey protein powder. But um, hundreds of billions of pounds go wasted every year, um, and it didn't need to. So it's kind of my passion project and personal mission as a food scientist is to not only find highest and best use for this way, but also make a great tasting spirit that was super versatile and people could really taste the difference and make a difference and um, make a pretty good cocktail along the way. Were you looking at this, the, you know, the, the, the vats or bags or however they, when they take it out of the cheese process and they go, you just sit there going, I can make vodka out of that. I mean, was it that simple or did you have to just kind of stretch and go, man, I think I could do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it all goes back to Little Miss Moffat. You have your curds in your way and you see this draining off. Um, And where some people probably saw it as waste, just because that's not their core business. I really saw it as liquid gold. Again, chock full of nutrients, really mild, 
Um, it's just, you know, a big gap in the food system. Yeah. Um, so my goal was to divert this way from going down the drain and capture it and keep it in the food system. And we're actually not a vodka. Um, big difference between us and a vodka is we're really careful about the fermentation and flavor that we're creating. Okay. And we're making our cuts and distillation lower. So we actually have a lot of that natural complexity with it. Um, so kind of looking at that vat and wanting to prevent that way from going down the drain, I was like, hey, I got to make a product where you can actually taste the difference, too, and add value to that whole system all around. So, um, yeah, <laughs> we, there's oceans away out there, and it definitely inspired me to, you know, jump in entrepreneurship and try to do something about it. So, so forgive me, Emily, but I have this image in my mind when you were getting these ideas. <clears throat> excuse me, that all of a sudden you turn into this mad food scientist. You got your white lab coat on, you got your goggles on, you got these beakers and they're bubbling and you got copper tubing going across the lab. Was it anything like that or did, <laughs> did you, uh, you know, make it at home in the sink, which some people have, I know that for a fact. <laughs> well, the food waste made me mad as a food scientist enough to do something about it, but it was a ton of work um, doing fermentations, all different fermentations in all different places, scaling it up on stills, going across the country, getting milk tankers, arranging deliveries. It's really kind of piecing all that together. So wow. I'd love to say I build it in a lab, but it's really, you know, hard hours in a distillery, hard hours on the ground, hard hours making and working with cheese makers to find the best high quality way and figure out how to piece together like a supply chain um, to prevent waste and make sure I could, you know, commercialize like a pretty revolutionary product, especially in alcohol. Did you run into any brick walls, thick or thin from the, the uh, liquor business, the, you know, the establishment, if you will, uh, some of those companies are pretty big and they've got pretty long arms and fingers out there. I, I've done business with some of them over the years and I'm just, yeah. just curious. Well, we're, we're definitely an outsider. Um, you know, I, I'm not the typical, uh, typical spirits mogul. Um, but I think with that comes a lot of authenticity on what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, and we really kind of went grassroots and built, our product and COVID's been, you know, challenging in a lot of ways, but it's also opened up new channels. We're selling online. We can ship to 40 states and, you know, platforms like you is opportunity to tell our story. And, you know, we have a newsletter and anyone who, you know, buys a bottle or tries our product is part of our herd and they're helping to spread the way word. So we're just passionate people about good drinks and making a difference. So We've been taking it one step at a time, but, um, you know, we launched our product this time last September. So we're one year in market and we just found out even last week that we're a double gold medal winner for the New York uh, wine and spirits competition, you know, blind taste test, one of the top competitions in the country. So the fact you can convert something that someone was wasting into to top of the class spirit, you know, we're just, you know, using our wayward mentality to do things differently. And we're not the biggest player in alcohol, but we're really passionate about what we're doing and why we're doing it. Well, I think you've done a phenomenal job so far because I know how tough that industry is. I know how tough it is to get it on the shelf. Uh, 
you know, I, like I said, I had, I had done some work years ago with a couple of the liquor companies, and they explained to me how the process is. If they're the big boys, they don't have too much trouble. But if you're a little independent distiller, uh, there's a whole long slog to go through, um, and it's tough. It's very tough. Did you, did you ever, did they make you go out and ever do, I know because of COVID, we were somewhat limited to this, but what about tastings and stuff? Were, did that come into the picture? Because a lot of times that kind of starts the ball rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're just trying to do tastings now. We're tapping into tailgates. We just got cleared a year later um, for special order in the state of Oregon. So anyone in the state can go to any liquor store and just ask for 5673B Wayward Spirit, and they'll bring it in for you. Um, but it's been one of those things where it's been so stop and go, you know, over that past year that, um, you know, people trying it, people spreading the word, getting awards, getting it in any places that we can um, in front of people has been our goal. But, sure. you know, that's just kind of ramping now. Um, so advocates, you know, that have tried it and can vouch for it have have been the best pathway forward. It's not it's not the environment I thought, you know, we plan to start a business in. But, you know, you 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 make lemons or you turn lemons into lemonade and, and you go for it. And it, it's worked out in other ways that we've had platforms and audiences at home that we've been lucky to at least reach through e-com and DTC shipping across the country. Sure. Now, you sent me a. a- a little sample and it was very good. I I enjoyed it. So, um feel free to send me more anytime you want. But uh <laughs> absolutely. It's uh, it was it was quite quite good and I love the little snifter you sent with it too. That was I lo- that's still on my office on my shelf by the way. That's I, I love that. Yeah, so um our our mascot the Highland Cow. Yeah. Um it's a different type of cow, a different type of spirit and um she's pretty awesome. Um, and then she's on all our branding on our bottles and on that, that little, um, taster glass we, we send to everyone. Cause we want to make sure you take the time and savor the flavor. It's not something to, right. you know, have to cover or shoot back. We want to make sure it's a nice experience and have that, you know, that you remember us. That was, uh, cause we appreciate, you know, you guys being a, a early herd member. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Well, being an old cowboy, yeah, I understood the herd mentality. Trust me on that one. Um, you know, I want to know more about the cow, too. Is this a cow that you own or have an affiliation with somehow? Besides the um, company's I, logo? Yeah, she she's a she's a real cow. She's actually a Highland cow, um, and her name's Magnificent. And I just fell in love with her. We kind of, she has that long hair, don't care attitude, and I'm, you're going to get a drink with a cow. It'd be her. She definitely has some cattle food and she just kind of embodies that wayward spirit um, all the way through. And we designed the bottle. So she was front and center horns, really proud with the shoulders of her bottle and having a lot of that, you know, drama with the clouds behind it. We wanted it to be something you wanted to display um, and kind of, you know, a conversation piece with it. Yeah, well, I think she's gorgeous. Of course, I like cows and and the Highlands. I back at our ranch when we had a ranch, there were some people down the street that had Highlands, and I'd always slow down and look at them. You know, they were kind of cool. So they they didn't look like oh, yeah. any cows that we had, but uh, they were kind of cool. I really enjoyed it. Emily uh, Darchuk from the Wayward Spirits. 
Got the pretty cow on the box and the bottle. Um, thanks for being with us. Emily is going to stick around for uh, after hours. So, Emily, you've been great, and I'll talk to you in just a minute. Cheers, Jeff. Have a good one. You got it. We'll be back with Jed right after this. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Oh, I'm so ready. Just one more Come on, Hey everybody, welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. Next up, we're going to be talking with Jed Lorette from Jack Daniels. We're going to be talking about the Competition coming up here in a couple of weeks and Jed's background there. It's pretty interesting. Also, when you talk about interesting stuff, if you've ever run your own business, there's a lot of stuff in doing that that really isn't interesting. So um, what I wanted to tell you was running your own business requires a lot of running around from bookkeeping to a client meetings and messages and you do it all. By the time you need to hire someone, you're pretty much gassed out, out of energy. Luckily, Indeed Instant Match you immediately receive a short list of qualified candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description the moment uh, you sponsor a job. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Hiring can finally run smoothly with Indeed. To learn more, visit Indeed.com slash credit. There you go. That's why I'm a one-man show anymore. So I... Uh, <laughs> I wanted to welcome to the show Jed Lorette from uh, Jack Daniels. Uh, Jed has got a very uh, interesting background. This isn't probably where he planned on ending up uh, 20 years ago or so, but after his service in the Navy and some tours overseas, now he's uh, a senior ambassador there at Jack Daniels. Jed, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. No worries. So. Let me kind of expand on that. 20, 25 years ago, did you think, man, I'm going to live in Lynchburg, Tennessee and work for Jack Daniels? Oh, goodness. Um, let's see here. Uh, let me see where I was 20, 25. Oh, goodness. All right. I just figured out how old I was 20, 25 years ago. Uh, no, I never first, I never thought I would leave the area. And then once I left, I never thought I'd come back. Um, I, I grew up here. I went to Lynchburg Elementary School right across the street from the Visitor Center. Sure. And I graduated about 13 miles south of here. But once I joined the military, uh, scoring top of my class, I got to pick where I went. And I was already married with a kid, so I went to San Diego shore duty. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I liked I liked having my wife and I loved my kids. So, you know, I was like, we got it. We got to make this happen. So, uh, yeah, I, I served out in San Diego. And like you said, I've been all over the world, but I never thought I would end up back here. And back here wasn't bad. It's just like I never thought my life, what I was doing, would take me back here. So I had to stop doing what I was doing to come back home. And so that's that's how I ended up back in Lynchburg. Well, it's a really interesting story. And I'm going to give there's something in your bio here that I wanted to pass <laughs> along to people. Um, 
you're like I said, you're a sen- senior ambassador, a tour guide. You work there at the distillery. But one job that you've got, uh, official whiskey taster. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's that's the cross I bear for everyone. It, <laughs> it's not it's it's not an easy gig, JT. I got to tell you. I mean, they they require me uh, Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to go in and smell whiskey, and then on Friday I have to I have to taste it. Oh it's, my! Oh, I'm, it's you know it's it's a struggle, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it would make it happen. I got to be honest with you because of what I do, um, it's important that those who are speaking on behalf of the brand are able to talk to the product and uh, not just about it. Sure. So, um, yeah, being able to sip the whiskey, and we're qualifying whiskey. We still taste it before it gets bottled, and uh, it's um, it's an honor. It's a joy. Uh, my previous profession had me in the technology field, and um, when when I came back home to Lynchburg, a buddy of mine went off to Microsoft, and uh, he and I have had discussions, and he agrees with me that I ended up with the better end of that deal, and uh, so... Well, there's it's, no doubt really about that. Honor. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Jed. I mean, that's just. <laughs> I mean, we've only got 750 employees here at the distillery, and I have the distinct honor of being one of those employees that gets to taste the whiskey. And when you're thinking about the world production of Jack Daniels, it's all happening in one location. And I'm one of those people who get to sip the whiskey and, and discuss whether or not this is ready for bottling. Oh, Um so it's what, an honor. When we get done with this show, uh, my wife would like to move here in a couple of years. I might be talking to you about how I can become your apprentice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, an understudy, right? Uh, understudy, yeah. I'm ready to walk on the stage at any time <laughs> and know all my lines and duties. That's Absolutely. I, we I, need a lot of field tasters, though. I mean, you know, definitely be sipping your whiskey. And, and uh, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge nerd in a lot of aspects of my life. And uh, I, I do keep a log. I have a, a whiskey journal, and uh, the whiskey I taste, I judge it at home. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, uh, they, they picked a good one because I'm, I'm very nerdish about these things. I love it. Do you ever say that's a bad batch? It's all done by, you know, a, a group, a majority. Sure. Uh, when we're actually tasting whiskey, we're looking for, you know, color, uh, the aroma of the whiskey, the obviously the taste of the whiskey. So if it's not meet, meeting one of those standards, I'll give you a prime example. Everybody, and it, by no fault of their own, uh, never thinks of old number seven being other than a single barrel of whiskey, but it, it's not. It's a, it's a mingling of about 175 to 200 barrels together to make it consistent every single time. Wow. So whether you're drinking it out on the West Coast or all the way in the UK, it, it needs to taste, look, and smell the same. And so we mingle for that stability. And so we come to... A batch of whiskey, is it too dark? Do we need to make it lighter? Is it too light and we need to make it darker? Too much oak, too much sweet. So we have the coolest library in the world in our lab, and it's a room full of bottles of whiskey. And and we can go back in time and taste today's sample against another sample from years past, and we can make sure that it always looks, tastes, and smells the same. Can I be the librarian? (laughs) <laughs> they won't let me check whiskey out. Oh. I told them I'd bring the bottle back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I was just, 
just planning for my future is all. I know, I know. We all need a side hustle. Yeah, and man, you know, I could be the librarian there. Real easy. Oh. You know, I'd even it, wear little horn rim glasses and have a oh, little yeah. rubber stamp, you know, on my hand. Okay. Pocket protector, making sure your ink doesn't spill. Oh, yeah. Get a little slide rule in there and make sure the bottles are all accurate, you know, and all that stuff. <laughs> that would be fun. That would uh, be it, fun. It's truly, it's truly a joy. It's truly a joy. Uh we are going to take a break. I promise when we come back, uh, we will talk some barbecue here with uh, Jed Lorette from um, Jack Daniels. And you're listening to Barbecue Nation on the uh, Sun Radio Network. We'll be right back. If you're enjoying JT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Hey, welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the world-famous Barbecue Nation Radio Network, Sun Broadcasting System. We'd like to thank the folks over at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef, you can be proud to serve your family and friends, and beef also the way nature intended. You can check them out online, PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. And also, Gunter Wilhelm Knives. I always got to get the Gunter in there in Gunter Williams. Uh, I use these knives in my TV work and also at home, and they're wonderful. You can check them out online at GunterWilhelm.com. Uh, website, Barbecue Nation JT. It's real simple.com. And there's an icon on there. You send me a message. It gets right to me. And that works. If you want to do it a little faster than that, it's just info at the cowboycook.com. All right. Back to uh, Jed Lorette here from Jack Daniels. And uh, you've got the Jack coming up. Now, now, please don't tell me you get to sit around and visit with fun people like Tuffy Stone and some of those kinds of folks and then still have the product around you, too, do you? All right. So, <laughs> um, you told me not to say, um, yeah. So my day is going to be full of, uh, meeting and greeting. We have uh, 76 competitors coming in. They're all domestic this year. Uh, and we have quite a few repeat folks, uh, like Tuffy. We also have folks, uh, that have won the Jack in the past and they, they're coming back. Um, but this, this is, uh, yeah, yeah. To answer your question. Yeah. I get, to, I get to hang out with, uh, amazing folks who know how to barbecue meat and, uh, know how to smoke and, uh, yeah, we're going to have product around hopefully. Well, you know, now, now you're really, you're, you're really pushing me over the edge here, Jed, I'll tell yeah, you, because well, you get to, you get to hang out with those guys and no one, I mean, that meat is, what they cook is generally not available to the public to sample, but you being yeah. from Jack Daniels and all that, you're there, I know there's going to be a table with an awning over at some place that you're going to get all these samples. And then you've got your own product there. I want your job. There may be some perks to, to working at Jack Daniels and uh, it, they're far and few between, but this is definitely <laughs> one of those perks, you know? Um uh, look for your for your listeners. Um, this this is the World Series for yeah. barbecue. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, you, you hear all about the Houston livestock. You hear about Memphis. You hear about you know the um, Royal the Rendezvous, the yeah. Royal, all of these things. 
and, and those men and women who are competing at these large state and you know country events uh, in the past, and we'll hopefully have this again. We had international competitors as well in the past. Um, they're they're competing to play at the Jack. They're they're competing for this location, and it's. Just to give your listeners an idea, we're in the second smallest county in the state of Tennessee. We've got one traffic light, and to blow their mind, we make every drop a jack for the entire planet in a dry county. And this is where everybody's descending on for this jack barbecue competition. I mean, it's amazing once you think about small town. We have about 600 people in the entire town, and we're expecting well over 30,000 people for that weekend. So I got a question for you. I, I'm familiar with dry counties. I used to spend a lot of time in Kentucky, up in Oldham County, and it was a dry county, but we had to go down to Prospect to get get our uh, supplies and then bring them back. Yes, if you're in a dry county in Tennessee, does anybody give you a hard time if you have your supplies, if you will, at home? Or is it just no, a dry no. county for public, uh, public consumption? <laughs> yeah. So officially what our dry county stands for is there's no bars, taverns, pubs, liquor by the drink, and then there's no liquor stores anywhere in the county. Uh, we have a bottle shop at the visitor center. So if your guests were to come and take a tour with us, they can pick up a bottle before they leave. Uh, other than that, we have beer with our barbecue on the square. You know, like our food restaurants, they got approved about two and a half years ago to have beer with their food on the square. So sure. we jokingly say we're moist or damp now. <laughs> Uh, I hate to say this, but I've been that way too a time or two in my life. (laughs) But no, the Jack is an amazing, I mean, um, I've I've never been up, I've lived in Southern California, so I know what that landscape looks like, but I've never been in the North western part of the u.s and so if you're if your listeners are coming to lynchburg what they can experience is the moment they start pulling towards the town it's rolling hills in october leaves are starting to turn it's starting to get a little cooler so it's really nice and pleasant and uh the things noticeable in the air is the smell I tell everybody who comes to visit us, roll your windows down the moment you cross the county line. You'll smell whiskey. That weekend, you're going to smell whiskey, smoke, and our mash in the air. It's it's a sensory overload. It's it's so beautiful Ah. in this little town. Okay, I can be there. Let's see. That plane leaves in... Right. We can get you one of the rooms at the local inn here. Yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't even have a hotel. We've got a local inn. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you a little secret, Jed. What's About that? four years ago, I got a call from your agency and there was a gal, but it was a week before the jack. Something had happened and they called me to see if I wanted to judge it. And oh wow. And I was already committed. To, to another event. I mean, they called me out of the blue. I mean, I, I really can't imagine what would Trump be in here at the Jack, but all right. I mean, well, it was a, made- it was a large check was attached. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's why yeah. I was committed. I, I yeah. tend to commit to things with dollar signs. <laughs> so, um, Anyway, I, I couldn't do it. I felt really bad about it because Artie Davis, one of the founders of KCBS, I think he actually set it up mm-hmm. for me. And uh, they've never asked me again, but 
<laughs> we probably would have had you back, though. Yeah, you probably yeah. probably would have had me back. And and my friend uh, Leanne Whippen is one of your judges this year up there. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. uh, Leanne's a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to tell her to look you up. And uh, oh, I'll, I'll try to find her. I'll I'll make it a, a point. I'm writing her name down right now. Yeah, Leanne Whippen, and you won't be hard to find her because she's this blonde uh, fireball. And I'm not talking about Fireball the drink. I'm just talking about Fireball. She's full of life. She's great. Oh, good. She does. Uh, she's done a lot of stuff on the uh, Food Channel, Food Network, and all that jazz, and some of the barbecue throwdowns. And she's had uh, her own uh, restaurants over the years, and she moved to Florida a couple of years ago to be closer to her daughter and her grandkid. But Leanne is a lot of fun, and I don't know if you fish. Now we'll get back to barbecue in a minute, folks. I promise. But yeah. I don't I don't know if you fish, but Leanne loves to fish. And so if you can talk fishing stories with her, you're in. Trust me. All you're, right. You're in. I, look, you never have enough friends. And she sounds like somebody who I need to be friends with. You, you do. And she's yeah. she's great. She's great. So uh, we've got uh, four or five minutes here before we got to go to break here, Jed. What your barbecue prowess? I know you're you're a weekend warrior like so many people out there. <laughs> But what's your favorite thing to cook and what do you cook on? Okay. Uh, it, it's just an open fire offset. Um, sure. I've got like a little kettle style, uh, not kettle, a drum style yeah. uh, rig. Um, and, and so I, I use that and I have my offset uh, heat and smoke. Uh, what I enjoy, I'll be honest with you, uh, the way we cook at the house tends to be fast and hot. But um, when it comes to smoking or those, you know, tougher cuts of meat like a butt or a brisket, uh, I was talking to Tuffy yesterday since you brought him up, and I, I figured something out. I've been watching tons of YouTube videos. I just want to get better at this, mainly because I live with shame because my parent or not my parents, but my family has to eat my cooking, and so. Uh, over the years, it's not gotten better, but watching and learning how, and it's an art, it's a craft. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the pink butcher paper, you know, yep. uh, wrapping it after the smoking process helps to retain the juices. And uh, I really just, I crossed over into another area. And so uh, I did a brisket for my wife, and she loves brisket. And so I did a brisket for her, and it, t- it turned out amazing. Uh, we do ribs at the house. Uh, my son and I, I don't know if you've had a, do you know what a bologna log is? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. So we smoked one of those and we made, uh, uh, bologna burnt ends. Oh man. I I don't know. I'm sure your listeners are well aware of it, but if you haven't had it, it, it's, uh, obviously an extremely cheap cut of meat and, uh, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, you can season it, you can barbecue sauce it, you can uh, smoke it, and it's really good. My well, wife tends to put it on a charcuterie tray and make it look fancy, but it's still cubed up bologna that you smoked. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad to hear that you're experimenting and, you know, far-reaching, so to speak. I, well, I, it's and uh, so I've got my son. He's my only boy, and he he's becoming a young man. And this is one of those things. And again, uh, talking 
to folks. Uh, that's that's something that we've always done through humanity. You know, we, we've sat around a campfire and we put meat on that fire and we've had conversations over that fire. And so that's kind of that time for me and him to kind of laugh and joke and reconnect. And we use that as an opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Putting a steak on a grill and not using an internal thermometer, but actually showing him the finger trick on the doneness of the meat and mm-hmm. how you want it. Uh, it blew his little mind, you know, like, hold on, I could put my, my thumb and my first finger together. And that's one doneness and middle finger. That's a different. He, he had no idea touching and having those, that sensory touch with the meat had that connection. Absolutely. It blew his little mind, but it was something that I felt proud that I was showing him. Well, that's what dads do. We blow Mm. people's minds, especially our kids. We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. (laughs) Jed and I will be back. Talk more about the Jack coming up here very shortly. You're listening to Barbecue Nation on the Sun Radio Network. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm your host, JT, and today we're talking with Jed Lorette from the Jack Daniels. Uh, What are the official dates? For the Jack this uh, year. Yeah, it's going to be October 8th and 9th. So we're not so too far off. That, that'll be a Friday and a Saturday. Yeah. Um, how many, I know a lot of it depends on the weather too, but how many folks from the general public usually come around and, and watch the event? Well, you, you know, it, it's, a, it's a big to-do in town. I mean, we, we tend to have like, um, either festivals or we call it smoke in the holler in the spring. Uh, we have frontier day. We have, you know, we had a nine 11 event this last week. And, sure. um, we, 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 I don't know. We just like to get together, but, um, you should expect a, a bunch of locals, but, uh, most of those locals are going to be catering to the guests who come in because we're going to have a lot of local artists, uh, having tents on the square. We're going to have musicians coming in. There's going to be a lot of people from town, but they're going to be like selling their handwoven baskets or their arts and crafts that they've been doing. And so uh, it's quite a festival on the square. And then just off the square is where the, the main barbecue event is actually held. It's called Wiseman Park, which is just right off the square. Um, I would tell you, any guest who comes to Lynchburg and has never been here before, they need to make reservations, must-dos in town. Obviously, you need to come see uh, Jack Daniels. The distillery is only about two blocks away from the event space. Make a reservation if you're going to be here. Uh, Miss Mary Bobo, see if there's an opening. They do reservations, and uh, it's a great Southern-style food, um, like fried chicken, meatloaf, you know, all your sides. It's an amazing uh, opportunity to sit down with your friends and family and have a meal. But there's going to be food on the square. We're going to have food trucks, like I said, music, things for the kids. And then the competition's just, I mean, literally maybe a couple hundred yards off the square. So you'll be able to smell and see all of it. But, yeah, somewhere around, if, it, if it's any indication years past, we've seen over 30,000 people 
on the town square over the weekend. Wow. That's, it's that's... quite an event. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful time. Uh, hopefully the weather kind of, you know, throws us a bone and doesn't actually rain, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we could be in a drought and if it's barbecue weekend, we're going to have a sprinkle at least. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's just par for the course, but it's a great event and it's a great little town. It's a piece of Americana that, you know, so many people are so quick to either forget or get rid of. And we're just not going to, we're just too hard headed about it. We love our little town. I don't blame you a bit because I'll tell you, I'm going to get on my little soapbox here, but it's my show so I can do it. Um, those things are so important to the fabric of not just our country and the communities and stuff, but the fabric of our own mental welfare. Uh, oh, absolutely. And I just think it is so important. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a patriotic guy. I stand up for the flag and, you know, put my hand over my heart and I'll sing the national anthem when you're at a rodeo or at a, you know, sporting event or whatever. That's, that's me. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess other people can do what they want, but it's so important because I grew up like you did in a rural area and, yeah. you know, we had a parade every 4th of July and we had uh, barbecues and boating on the river. We had a lot of stuff <laughs> at our farm too, you know, but it was always something. And that's just so important. Uh, you know, you and, and JT, if I can add, the, yeah. the truth is we, um, in, in a lot of our life, it's like before and after COVID, but, but, but before COVID, our visitor center, our, our Jack Daniels tour, uh, saw over 300,000 guests before, uh, COVID hit. <clears throat> Uh, we're definitely coming back. Everything looks a lot better than it did right immediately after. Sure. But these guests are not just your local Tennessee folks. We were seeing people from Australia, Japan, China, the UK. They were coming from all over the planet. But what's interesting is when we had the folks from New York City, Miami, Chicago, Los Angeles, you had to almost give them permission to slow down. It's like... Why are you walking so fast? Right. Uh, what are you in a hurry for? And when they realize that it's okay, I can I can take a breath and just enjoy where I'm at, and you can just see this wash over them like I'm in the country, mm -hmm. and it's okay. Yeah, I, I don't have to be fast. And so it's an experience. You're right. I mean, this is a little piece of uh, what we still hold uh, dear, and that's that slower way of life where we actually say hi and we mean it right know? and so i think that experience if your guests come to see us they'll get that feeling of that hometown uh these people care for each other and uh it's, it's a neat opportunity especially if you're from a big city i mean heck we wave at people on the road that we don't even know so yeah yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the difference is I just came, I was over in Eastern Oregon, which is all ranchers and farmers and stuff over there. And, and what I kind of missed was, cause I live in town now and uh, driving down the road. And we did this when I grew up, you may just, you may be driving with your, your left hand on the wheel. And when somebody passes you on the road or comes towards you, you just kind of lift up your hand and it's like, Hey. You know, like that, or you... absolutely. That's what we do. We raise the fingers, like, yep. "Hey, how you doing?" And we raise all the fingers, not just one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you either raise them all, or don't don't just raise one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the one. Yeah, not the one. You might get misinterpreted, or you might 
cause problems literally going down the road. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You, you don't want to do that. What's uh, we got a couple minutes left here, Jed. What is your favorite part about the Jack, the event? Uh, it's, it's the people, it's the excitement around uh, the whole competition. And, and like I said earlier on in the conversation, these, these guys and gals, they're coming here to compete. Sure. Uh, and, and they're happy to have a conversation, but their goal is to win. And so they're, they're at the top of their craft. Uh, this is an invitational, meaning that you have to win to be here. So these, these uh, folks are definitely competing. But it's like the excitement. It's like a, a small-town fair. At the same time, you've got this invitational barbecue competition happening in the background. And uh, they're they're competing, but it's the people. It's just the camaraderie. It's the the group that's walking around. You know, they can go and experience the whiskey tour. They can hang out on the square and just sit on a bench and talk to a complete stranger. Uh, I think it's the atmosphere that I'm most excited about every year. Yeah, you can do the Forrest Gump thing, but instead of a box of chocolates, you got a box of brisket. You know what I mean? <laughs> that that would definitely score you some friends in town. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely win your uh, win their hearts over. It's all good. Um, Jed's going to stick around, I think, for the oh, after sure. hours. We're going to have some fun with that. <laughs> and I wanted to tell you the meetup in Memphis from Amazing Ribs that's going on next March. And I know they still have some spots open because it was postponed a couple times because of COVID. Now it's on. They're going to be in Memphis. They're going to be there at the, the, the Peabody Hotel with the Ducks. So we've been talking to uh, Jed Lorette from uh, Jack Daniels. And Jed, I want to thank you for being on the show. It's been a lot of fun. Well, thank you and thank all your listeners. No problem. Remember our motto here, turn it, don't burn it. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.